sometimes it's surreal looking around the Catholic landscape these days. Talks of an integral ecology that rarely, if ever, include mention of our Lord in anything but a passing manner has become the norm. The focus of the hierarchy at nearly all levels has become almost entirely political. Whether it's the homily your parish priest gives where he reminds you about the plight of migrant families at the U.S. border, or the evil of controlled immigration, or the need to ban plastic straws, or whatever is in vogue in the secular media this week. For most of us, this isn't even a cause for scandal anymore. Most of us have long since moved past being scandalized when it comes to the secular political focus of the church in the West. Instead, most of us deal with a combination of sadness and boredom when we see this, mixed with a healthy dose of anger. But in the end, it's just more of the same. But the one thing we know that has come in all of this is a sort of replacement of the sacred with the banal. And there's nothing more banal than secular politics, except maybe for dopey 1970s-era hymns that dominate virtually every Novus Ordo parish now. The sacred and the political rarely can coexist in the same place. And when that space is supposed to be reserved for the worship of God, that banality borders on the profane, if not crossing that border. But that is where we are today, with a loss of the sense of the sacred among most of the laity and the hierarchy. That is at the heart of the loss of belief in the real presence of Jesus Christ, in the Eucharist, and in the sense of great entitlement we see in the church today, reflected in the very short lines of the confessional virtually all the time, and the very long lines for the Eucharist at Mass on Sunday. And that's if we can even find a... Uh, you know, the ability to get to confession. The sacred is all but lost in the church today, and that is perhaps the greatest scandal in the church in the world today. Cardinal Robert Serra has been on a tear lately, causing quite a stir when he attacked directly all attempts to undermine priestly celibacy, even the practice of married priests in the Eastern Rite churches. Most recently, though, for our purposes, his focus has been on the Amazon Synod, Cardinal Sarah sat down with Edward Penton for an interview that has made waves among the faithful, for he states what is at the heart of this Amazon Synod, a loss of the sense of the sacred. He first takes aim at the proposal for married priests, calling the celibate priesthood, quote, a subject that is unbearable for the modern world because some Westerners can no longer tolerate the scandal of the cross, end quote. Truly many Catholics have forgotten that many aspects of the faith cause scandal, and clerical celibacy is a source of scandal for many faithful as evident by the number of Latin Rite Catholics who erroneously call clerical celibacy merely a discipline of the Church, forgetting that the priest is to live in persona Christi, and that our blessed Lord was himself celibate. The life of the priest is to imitate Christ in all things. But clerical celibacy was not the main thrust of his interview. The purpose was actually to talk about a new book of his, which by necessity led to a discussion of the mass loss of faith among the laity today. I'm not going to read the full interview, but instead give you some of the highlights with commentary. As we head into the Synod, many had wondered why Cardinal Sarah hadn't spoken up yet. Now he has chosen to speak. The battle lines are getting drawn before all of our eyes. Cardinal Sarah wastes no words. The heart of the crisis, he says, is atheism in the church. Quote, I suffer so much from seeing the church torn apart and in great confusion. I suffer so much from seeing the gospel and Catholic doctrine disregarded, the Eucharist ignored or profaned. I suffer so much seeing the priest abandoned, discouraged, and witnessing those whose faith has become tepid. The decline of faith in the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist is at the heart of the current crisis of the church and its decline, especially in the West. We bishops, priests, and lay faithful are all responsible for the crisis of faith, the crisis of the church the priestly crisis, and the de-Christianization of the West. End quote. 
The Cardinal is speaking here in the context of what caused him to write his most recent book, which is called The Day Is Now Far Spent. In the interview, he says, quote, I wanted to open my heart and share certainty. The profound crisis that the church is experiencing in the world, and especially in the West, is the fruit of the forgetting of God. In our, if our first concern is not God, then everything else collapses. At the root of all crises, anthropological, political, social, cultural, geopolitical, there is the forgetting of the primacy of God. As Pope Benedict XVI said during his meeting with the World of Culture at the Collège des Bernardines on September 12, 2008, the Deum, searching for God, the fact of being attentive to the essential reality of God is the central axis on which all civilization and culture is built. What founded the culture of Europe, the search for God and the willingness to let oneself be found by him, to listen to him, still remains today the foundation of every true culture and the indispensable condition for the survival of our humanity. For the refusal of God or a total indifference towards him is fatal for man. I have tried to show in this book that the common root of all current crises is found in this fluid atheism, which, without denying God, lives in practice as if he did not exist. Where's the lie? How many Catholics deny not only the real presence, a denial which is terrifying because to deny the real presence means to receive our Lord unworthily in the Eucharist, which according to St. Paul is to eat and drink condemnation. But the denial of the real presence leads to, dis to dissent from the moral teachings of the Church. Because of that great scandal of the cross, be it in the form of widespread use of contraceptives in the name of a disordered personal conscience or in the politicalization of the faith. Cardinal Sarah touches on many issues that we see all too often in the hierarchy of the church in the West today, including the terrifying reality of functional atheism gripping the priests and bishops. After all, why would politics trump the demands and realities of the faith for many of the ordained today? Why else would we have the likes of Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church promoting his perverse brand of heresy? Cardinal Sarah gives us insight into this, and it includes the attack on priestly celibacy. Quote, in the conclusion of my book, I speak of this poisoning we are all victims, liquid atheism. It infiltrates everything, even our speeches as clergymen. It consists in admitting, alongside faith, radically pagan and worldly ways of thinking or living, and we satisfy ourselves with this unnatural cohabitation. This shows that our faith has become liquid and inconsistent. The first reform to be made is in our hearts. It consists in no longer making a pact with lies. Faith is both the treasure we want to defend and the strength that allows us to defend it. This movement, which consists of putting God aside, making God a secondary reality, has touched the hearts of priests and bishops. God does not occupy the center of our lives, thoughts, and actions. The life of prayer is no longer central. I am convinced that priests must proclaim the centrality of God through their own lives. A church where the priest no longer carries this message is a church that is sick. The life of a priest must proclaim to the world that God alone is enough. That prayer, that is, this intimate and personal relationship, is the heart of his life. This is the profound reason for priestly celibacy. End quote. Yes, many in the church have put God aside. Of course, we have to wonder if they remain in the church at all. Many of us have gone through periods of profound sin in our lives, where we have, in essence, done the same thing, but not on such a grand scale. We must be cautious not to jump to judging these men on their internal state, or in many cases, on their continued membership in the one true faith. Yet in many cases, it does seem obvious that many occupy offices of the Catholic Church, but do not share the same faith as us. They've put God aside and taken up the mantle of a false gospel. And as numerous observers and commentators over the decades have pointed out ad nauseum, it looks like there was an organized effort to infiltrate the Church by men who either cast God aside or who never believed in the first place. 
Where this leaves us as a faithful is anyone's guess. Cardinal Sarah has some interesting and, to say the least, challenging things to say about the Mass, which will not please many traditional Catholics, while at the same time upsetting many who attend the Novus Ordo. Such is the way of things. I'll let you read those things for yourself. A link to the stories on the Sources blog, as usual. However, I will say this. He does describe the attempts to suppress the traditional Latin Mass as a demonic attack designed to lead to spiritual death, and he's certainly correct about that assessment. If anything, the attempt to suppress the traditional Latin Mass is an attempt to make it easier for the laity to cast aside God in their lives, if the disparities in belief according to the Pew Research study that came out several months ago is any indicator. That study showed that the Latin Mass Catholics were overwhelmingly more in keeping with the teachings of the Church, and weekly or more often Mass attendance than those who attempted the typical Novus Ordo. It's not a coincidence that those numbers are as they are, and the evil one knows this too. And that is where these attempts to suppress the Mass come from. And it is especially where the suppression of traditionalist religious orders and priestly fraternities comes from as well. So what do you think of this? Cardinal Sarah does say of the Amazon Synod that the attempts to change priestly celibacy and women's ordination and the rest of the Mass are issues of the Universal Church and not the business of a local synod. He is, as he typically is, very mild in his rebuking of this. It's worth a read to see what he has to say on that, and he again links it to the attacks on clerical celibacy. His most poignant offering, I think, is this, and it shows what we as laity can do. It's in line with what we've been saying this whole time. I will finish with these words of Cardinal Sarah. And so for after that, thank you for listening. A man on his knees is more powerful than the world. It is an impregnable bulwark against atheism and the madness of men. A man on his knees makes Satan's pride tremble. All of you who, in the eyes of men, are without power and influence, but who know how to remain on your knees before God, do not be afraid of those who want to intimidate you.